Hey, Carl. How are you feeling today? Carl? Carl? She's gonna die. I'm gonna die. Everybody dies. Carl, look at me. You're going to die! 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 This person's 5150! He going needs to, to be die. restrained! Oh, I, I guess it's gotta, gotta be restrained. No! 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 <laughs> I think that works. I'm restrained. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Let's stay, big boy, huh? Let's Everybody on? Good. Great. Great. going to die and you're going to die we're all going to die because that's life baby and this is facing off a podcast where we compare and contrast two different pieces of entertainment and we rate them to declare a winner today we're talking teenage stds and trauma girlies because we're doing it follows versus smile what's up to my co-host Nick and Layla, how you doing? Layla, you're our um, resident trauma expert just by default of <laughs> having more knowledge of that. And then Nick will be your like understudy. Okay. Yeah, like a sous I don't chef. think they do understudies in, um, outside of theater, but yeah. Uh, we also got another Nick on this podcast. You know him from episodes on comic book movies you know him from episodes on horror movies and since we're doing a horror movie again we brought back the expert nick doria what up how we doing damn need that nikki d bump here nikki d yeah one nick wasn't enough so we got dose nick squared Yes, yeah. sir. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for being back on this podcast, pal. Um, we thanks got a couple movies pal. for y'all um, that I know Nikki D likes. Absolutely. Two loves. That would be the scale here, I would assume. Maybe we'll it's hates out. to loves. We'll find out on this episode. Also, if you haven't seen It Follows or Smile, spoiler alert for these here. movies... Um, and also this is just a friendly PSA to practice safe sex and go to therapy and find a good support system around you or reach out to those who love you when, when needed. Um, these movies may be a little silly in some ways, but they are important messages for that. And we are big advocates. This episode is brought to you by better health. I'm kidding. We, we're not big enough to have better health. Hey, anyways, guys, what's happening? You did that happening? all on your own, that whole tangent. Yeah. Like, that was just you. <laughs> I don't have control over what I say. Um, but today I will be moderating and making sure that I have control over the episode structure. There we go. So let's get down to it. Let's break these movies down by our categories. Today we are going to start with and I didn't warn you guys before because I like to do this. We're going to do originality. 
Let's talk about what makes these movies unique, um, how they stand out in their genres. Um, did they need to be made? If they are using some horror tropes, did they add anything to the genre? And we're going to rate those from one to seven. I think we should start with Nick Tellier. Do we talk about why and we're going to talk about movies? Smile? Oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Talk to, talk to us about why. Well, it, and it works with originality. There are two movies okay. that uh, in which a an invisible an entity visible only to the person it has cursed or is affecting um, mm. follows that person around, causing chaos, and can only be passed on by some sort of traumatic or sexual event. Hey, sex is trauma, yo. Blunt, With you. blunt yes. force trauma. Gabriel. Okay, so then originality. Okay. Is that not, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Um, and we're starting with It Follows? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, let's, let's start with It Follows. I, um, I'll come out and say it now. I really, really like It Follows. It's one of my favorite horror movies of the last 10-ish, 10 years, yeah, because it's about nine years old now. Um, and I like it a lot because I feel like it does lend something to the genre and while also paying homage to the genre. I feel like the whole movie is, um, and this is, I think a big difference between the two movies. There's a lot of thought and I feel like the way the the movie is, is shot and planned out and, um, and just kind of written and designed are like very intentional. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it needs to be made. I feel like it lends um, kind of an interesting um, uh, plot to to a genre that it also pays homage to in the way that it's shot and scored and um, like generally just sort of feels. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it covers all the bases, and I'm going to give it uh, like a solid six in this category because I do think that this movie needs to be made to give us a nice, solid, you know, horror movie every couple years, which I feel like is like what we get. That's like the ratio. So I go six. Okay. And Nikki D, as our resident horror expert, you you typically talk about this movie. Um, as like a reference point to other indie horror movies. Like, this is how you do it. So speak on that. For sure. And what do you think about originality? I mean, the movie, I feel like, unfortunately, flew under the radar when it came out. I feel like not a lot of people were talking about it. It didn't get, like, a ton of press. But everybody that I talk to that, you know, will watch a horror movie or two that has seen it has really liked it. Um, and so I think in terms of originality, I really haven't seen many movies that are like it. It's rare that you get, you know, these type of monsters or evil entities or whatever you want to call them that are in front of you the entire time. We'll kind of go into that and kind of spooktacularity, but, um, it's so much anxiety driven, um, that it's all all up in your face the whole time, you know. Obviously, with a few few jump scares here and there, but overall originality. I mean, again, I don't think I've really seen anything like it um, for the most part. 
And just the the idea, like the whole thing is just kind of like this crazy dream almost for them mm-hmm. to be kind of pushing through. Yeah, there's there's a lot of illogical things that happen, but I think that's kind of the whole idea is they're not really kind of thinking through it too much. Um, and so I, similar to Nikki T, uh, gave it a solid nice. six as well. I realize now if we say like T and D, that could also, yeah, like, depending on the audio quality, that could sound synonymous. Same but name from a different dame. So that's true. Layla, I'm curious what you think about It Follows <laughs> and some of the like ideas that are presented in It Follows. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm slightly below the two of you. I'm not quite as in love with it as I think both of you are. I, the whole time I was watching it, I just felt like in, intensely 50-50 with the movie. Like half of me was so impressed by certain parts of it. And I was loving a lot of what both of you acknowledged about the movie. Like I think when it comes to indie horror films, this movie excels in so many ways. Like I love the the, the music, the ambiance, the shooting, like the, the filming of it is beautiful. And I think it plays such a big role in all of it. And you know, I think that the director was pretty intentional about a lot of things, especially the like ambiguity of the time period and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I think that there's a lot of really cool things about it. But then the other 50% of it for me was just there wasn't there were a little bit too many. I felt like this movie almost in some ways didn't know exactly what type of movie it wanted to be. Like, it was half that and then half to me, like a ragtag tag group of teenagers, like a Stranger Things type, like... <laughs> like storyline where they were like battling this like demon creature thing and they kind of teamed together to do it. And it, it didn't feel like those two parts of the movie meshed super well for me in some moments it did. And I was like, this just feels kind of like dreamlike, like you said, but then other moments I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I also felt like I, I felt like the movie was trying to be metaphorical in a lot of different ways. And I couldn't really pinpoint what those metaphors were. And I didn't feel like they were coming out the way I hoped that they would. Like I am, I imagine there's something more there around. Like, I I think there's, I I think I came out of it assuming there's an idea about like the loss of adolescence and like, all of that that comes with watching these kids grow up and where they're growing up and all of those things. But I didn't really feel like they dived into that as much as maybe I would have wanted them to. And that just felt like this kind of background thing that was happening. Um, And I feel like even the whole Detroit thing and like the eight mile thing was also just kind of thrown in there really randomly. Like the, that one weird when Eminem was just like rapping to that crowd and doing that battle. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. (laughs) Yeah. And then he stops and just walks slowly towards them. (laughs) Weird. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then followed them. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I won't say too much yeah. more because I have more to say in other categories. But I think I, I certainly think there are a lot of parts of it that are original. Um, but I think there are some parts of it that were meant to be original that didn't work for me. So I can't quite give it a super, super high score. I also think that like the whole premise of some kind of curse or demon being passed on by some kind of act, like even in the sense of the ring where you watch it, the movie and then the next person that watches it, it happens to them too. Like you have sex Mm. and then it passes on. Like that is like a horror trope that's existed for a very long time. That's not necessarily an original idea outside of the sex part of it. Um, So I think I'm going to go with a five. I'm going to go with a five. Okay. So you feel like it needed to be made, but you don't love it. Yes. Yeah. 
it, you're you're definitely right with the this the whole sex side. Well, it's it, I mean I don't think I've seen a horror movie where that's kind of how it's passed along. So that's kind of you know original in itself. But I think the director came out when doing you know press about it saying. This was a movie. He had the idea of it being like a slow creature that walks towards you and everything. And the whole sex thing was something he just added later on. Like, okay, we need to figure out how this gets passed on. So this is something he kind of piecemailed it later on. Sure. Which I think showed for me. (laughs) Like, I think I felt that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't. It isn't like super obvious about its metaphors. I think. No. So you can like either interpret that like they kept it ambiguous on purpose or. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's more likely that he just had this idea for a horror movie and it works, but the movie feels to me like he made it as an uh, as like a really solid homage to things he loves. Yeah, um, that like definitely shows for sure. Yeah. Quick question on that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Smile. Mm. Did you feel like you got the metaphors in that? Did you like? Oh yeah, they were very how, on the did nose. Did you find it to be creative? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So talk yeah. about the original. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this movie's trash. Like, it's so bad. Uh, Mm. it is probably, it's like, it's entirely unoriginal. No one needed this movie. No one, nobody did. Um, it's, it feels like it's trying so hard to be like the Babadook and like do something with like mental health and show you the demons of your mental health and how they like come out in real life. Um, but it just fails in every possible way. Um, Everything's on the nose. Nothing about it. It takes every single horror trope and does it badly. And nothing about it is done well. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna give it like I'm gonna give it a one. Whoa! I, 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 I can't. I can't. Got a hater on like, our hands. Dragged I, through the mud. Hey, this, smile a little bit, okay? This is, this is a man telling a woman to smile. Good for you, Gabe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's a that's a horror movie. That's originality. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I will say from the get go right now, cause I feel like I should just acknowledge it. So I watched this movie with, so I'm a, I'm a social worker. I'm a clinician that works in mental health. So me and my best friend who works in currently a psych ER watched this movie together. And I cannot tell you how unbelievably upsetting watching this movie was oh, for, for sure. us because she's like the it is, worst the worst depiction Sorry, I've ever yeah. seen of the reality of what any of this stuff looks like. I like whoever made this movie just completely made up in their minds what a psyche ER looks like and also what a therapist does and what trauma looks like. Like it's just entirely made up. Nothing about it is realistic. Um, so that was pretty infuriating as well. But yeah, I'm going to give it a Can I add something yeah. to that realism point. <laughs> There's also like it, there's kind of a fundamental misunderstanding of just how humans work and stuff. Like (laughs) this is such a specific technical point that I would get mad about, but they kept showing whenever she would read something on a screen, she would highlight it like trace over it. And then I, I was like, that's not how people like read documents. And then also at one point she highlights it and then she goes to Google and I was like, oh, okay, she's just copy and pasting. But, but then she types it into yeah. Google. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck you know, is going on with that? You know what it that? reminded me of? That's those, not how it those, works. Those sequences in movies like Twilight where they're like, the girl is like researching <laughs> yeah. vampires oh, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. looking at yeah. the history of vampires. And it's just it really like the, the Google search is just like not accurate to what it would look like when you look it up. <laughs> on that note, Nikki D, 
Uh, do you think there was anything of creative value in this movie? Uh, it's so tough because this movie is just like another remake of The Ring, The Grudge, any like, you know, you get cursed, you have a few days to figure out, time is of the essence, what are we going to do to figure this out? Um, so it's tough because I didn't, there were definitely points where I was like, okay, kind of how is this going to go? Um, is she going to kind of get to the bottom of it, resolve it? Um, that's why I wouldn't give it a total one. I'd probably give it a two. Um, but I mean, I wish I could put my finger on exactly why I would give it a two over a one. Um, so maybe it does deserve a one. Uh, I guess I didn't think through originality too much because I was just like, yeah, this is pretty much the same, the same exact movie done time and time again, which will probably go in terms of legacy. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same boat with you. I know someone who can add some kind of context to this. Nick, Nikki T. I know someone. Let was me. even the monster creation? <laughs> the other person, like, the, one, the third one that hasn't gone yet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's got, well, I know someone. Well, I know someone. Um, no, I, I'm curious what you think, because you, you're always talking about, like, the monster creations for, like, <sighs> horror and, like, sci-fi. It's, and this is an interesting one. Right, and it's the way you, like, we match these up on purpose, right? These movies make, mm. it makes sense to match these up. Smile feels like a copy in a lot of ways as it, uh, it follows, but one that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, laminated. Or something. Like, it's like the <laughs> yeah. glossy, shiny, no thought, but let's market the ever-loving crap out of this movie kind of yeah. version of It Follows. The one that doesn't have an homage, that, that doesn't pay homage, that doesn't have an interesting score, doesn't shoot everything wide, doesn't intentionally, you know, discombobulate the audience by by having some cars that are from... 1970 and 80 and 2000 and different types of flip phones and like confuse you and make you feel anxious and all these different ways. It's just a straightforward, like let's put this out near Halloween and have a bunch of people smile behind the Miami Marlins home plate on (laughs) Sunday night (laughs) when the game's on. Like they just made a marketing scheme. They didn't make a. They made a movie that seems yeah, secondary. One that scared the shit out of me. They said they made a movie that <laughs> feels secondary to the marketing. Like they called it Smile. The creepy thing is the smile. Some of smiles aren't that creepy either. Like like Susie Bacon's smile is like just like a weird. Yeah, it's just a like, nice. It's like a nice smile at the end. So no, like it doesn't need to be made. I don't feel like it has a lot of. Like, this isn't the category where I give it any credit, for sure. I mean, I don't think it's the least original thing of all time. Like, I do think there's some thought in there. I think they, you know, had something going, maybe, with the trauma thing. But it's not executed well. So it's, it's for sure a two. I feel like a one is something that I feel is like an egregious... Like the sh- like Did you, I, you shouldn't have made I this. I missed it, but I asked you a very specific question to start this off, and and did you did you talk about the monster at all? No, I'm going to get there, man. Okay, I'm giving it a two, and I don't really. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We'll save it for another. Category. I I do want to save it, but I also don't know why you asked me that because the monster's not that cool. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I was like, is it creative at all? It was like I totally... don't think so. No, I think it's it's no. overdone. It's just like a like like I mean, what even is it? It's like a gargantuan. I just don't even understand. It reminded it. me of it. It's like the same thing as it, but then the moment that it's like comes out and goes into her mouth, I was like, oh, okay, but like. It. This is like two seconds of this whole fucking shitty movie. Yeah, I mean, they so, talk about like, how it's it's trying to enter you, and like maybe that's what I don't know. I, I didn't think, think that way. <laughs> I think what they're doing is the that's the reveal of what everyone that we know of in the movie who's committed this horrible suicide in front of someone to pass it on has seen is this yeah thing <laughs> crawling into their mouth. Um, and that's yeah, supposed sure. to be the scary reveal, but it, it doesn't hit because the movie's not well executed. So, no. yeah, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Um, all you gave abound. it a two, and the other and the other Nick gave it a two, and Layla gave it a one. She stood strong. Yes, I did. Let's talk about actoring, and let's stay with Smile. Unfortunately, but let's stay with it. Um, Layla, I want you to begin. <laughs> Talk about the um, the performances, but also the writing and and directing. Like, was the dialogue good? You know, we're not expecting Academy Award worthy like Tony Collette level acting in our horror movies, but was anyone a standout? No, I. Yeah. Okay. What Figured. the fuck are these characters? Like, I these are the worst human beings on the planet. Like, who are these people in her life? Her sister sucks balls like Sucks. why is her sister yeah. like that like i just also looks nothing like her her mom looks nothing like literally like right. not even a, a i know i, I looked at her mom I and i was like is her mother it. hispanic like i just was like yeah. i don't i don't understand any of this like i don't understand what's happening that actress is hungarian but hungarian yeah. um yeah i she just hungarian, yeah that's... she did look hungry <laughs> god uh... fucking damn it boo okay wait, wait, keep going sorry um yeah, I don't. These characters are awful. Her fiance, why is he like that? Like, I but their relationship, like, it's well, bad so bad at acting. I mean, the, the bad at acting, the writing of his yeah. character, like, uh, these the characters are not real human yeah. beings. None no. of them exist in the real world. People like this, that's just not real. They're just, they're such bad character writing. I don't understand at all. Um, the acting itself is like nothing is believable to me. Like, the 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 ex-boyfriend that she's supposed to have this like history with or whatever like nothing about that comes together at all like I don't care about them being together at all I think her like I can't handle any of their acting the writing itself is just it's unbelievable all the time at the beginning I remember like in the first couple of lines someone says something along the lines of like I've just had such a god-awful feeling the last day and I'm like a god-awful feeling who the fuck says that? <laughs> like, I yeah. just, in real life, someone would be like, yeah, I've had this fucked up feeling all day long. Like, it just, it's, the writing is, again, absolute trash. So, I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> okay. And Nikki D, what about you? Yeah, it wasn't very strong. The, I mean, the, I really like the cop actor Kyle Gallner or whatever oh, he, yeah, from yeah. Jennifer's Body. Oh, uh, I still haven't. I still haven't seen it. What? I hear it's great. Oh, have you seen Jennifer's great... Body? No, nah. we know we're wow. doing it. I want to watch the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he seriously. <laughs> I I think he's great in these horror movies, but he's awful 
awful as yeah. a cop. Like yeah. it, his just whole demeanor. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't really mean to be here. I didn't didn't know I was just kind of doing the beat and uh, just showed up at the hospital." <laughs> he's not a beat cop. Yeah. He's, like, a detective. <laughs> he's investigating. Okay. Yeah. Um, doesn't and, act like it. <laughs> right. No, definitely not. True. Yet, true. Uh, um, hey, smile, cop. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, it's it's really up. bad. The guy. A train, aka the uh, the fiance. Oh my um, god! He turned on her so fast, like he's supposed he to be this like supportive. Her? No, he was <laughs> awful in the first scene with her at that dinner. He was just like such an asswipe. It's like if I'm going to hitch my life to you, yeah. it's like, well, you already, dude. Then why'd you propose? Yeah, that's also like you're engaged. That's such a weird thing. I don't know, like, if anyone just goes, I'm going to look up your family history but also i never knew that like mental issues could be okay i mean that was bonkers <laughs> was like, did you I know mean, she literally, <laughs> Dude, she literally what job watched, are you coming back hey from? i googled mental watched, health and guess what i found out <laughs> and he says that he googled it but he literally she literally watched someone slit their throat in front of her and she didn't tell him like he came yeah, home and he didn't know she had had a bad day like i just Nothing about any of the relationships in this movie are realistic at yeah. all. Yeah, smiled, slit her throat from, <laughs> literally from ear to ear. Yeah. And she wasn't it's, like, babe, I got to tell you something crazy when I get home. I, I <laughs> Not, mean, nothing? Well, as, a, as a health professional, I would assume you'd agree that her response to this, like, for somebody who would be, you know, she just saw somebody die. She sees the type of, you know, crazy stuff every day that's happening like and she she feels okay maybe i'm infected with this curse or whatever and she acts so unreasonable like doesn't try to be like okay this doesn't look right i don't want to seem like i'm losing my mind let me clearly explain this to you instead she just loses her mind and and doesn't try and explain it well to anybody. No, like if she's in the like, car with no the attempt to it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's I don't know. And no, like, I I said this from the, the beginning. It's absurd. This is what I said from the beginning. This depiction of the depiction of everything clinically related in this movie is absolutely bonkers. Like nothing about yeah. it makes any sense at all. It's deeply upsetting. Yeah, uh, Nick, do you think that it, Nick? Tellier, sorry to cut you off, Nikki D. Um, do you think that it was accurate to your day-to-day job um, as a school psychologist? No, because I mean it's not in a school, so there's almost yeah, no kids totally in the movie kidding. if there are any at all. Yeah. Um, oh, which is a, there's which kids is a, in the one movie. One of the most insane the birthday scenes. parties. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a cat when in the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? It just goes. <laughs> and then there's that scene where he's just like right. looking out the window and he's like, wow, my aunt is losing her shit. Uh, <laughs> there's no mention of it again. He's just looking out like the window, the, like, oh, shoot. She's yeah, just yelling. In the, first, she's screaming <laughs> in her car, and then she's just yelling. She's pounding the steering wheel, like and the kid just like, just, ooh. Like, shot of the kid for no yeah. reason. Like, she's like, ooh, oh, I don't know about yeah, that. It's train. <laughs> I, um, All right, Nick, do you have anything substantive to add? I, I agree with the, the critiques of the many different bad acting performances in the movie. I, it, would be, it would be one thing if Sozie Bacon came in and was a force, but she just really 
can't do it. Is she in anything else? I haven't of, seen her in stuff, but of, she is. No? Like, I just was As like... Kate Mara's twin. Yeah, 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 She does look a lot like Kate Mara. Yeah, and I I just, like... She can't carry it. Um, and even if she could... She it was would... in Mare of Easttown. She couldn't oh, okay, even yeah. carry a glass of wine. <laughs> Twice. Twice. To one side. Either yeah. time, and she could tried. never pour a yeah. full glass pour of wine either. either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was always True. a Shout shot. She just does like a little tiny sip of it. I was like, like Layla and I were texting yeah, about it. I was like, maybe she was practicing moderation. I don't know. She just loves to chug wine, so it's always a little bit. She took it like a shot too. She made it. I don't know. What did what did the two Nicks give it? Layla gave it a one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In acting, I I'm on honestly the brink of a one or a two. The only reason, honestly, I would give it a two. I like the uh, the guy in jail. Yeah, but okay, Rob. I was gonna mention this. Yeah, Rob Morgan good, yeah. is like one of our best character actors, and he is given like nothing. Yeah, but the way sure. he but screams is very interesting. Right. Like I didn't know he had that pitch in him. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> what's her face? Bacon. Yeah. She, I feel like she did play decent, like, she looks stressed as hell. Yeah. Like, she, <laughs> she looks there's like a shit, lot of, like, so. yeah, she, she's good at looking like shit. The, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I believe we're not even going to talk about, credit, uh, we're not even going to talk about Cal Penn. Let's move on. Uh, not, it's just not about... well written. I just want to end on that. No, like, that's horrible. the part that really kills me is that. It's just not a well written movie, so no one can do anything with it because it's just not no, well written. I'm gonna give it a three because what I don't think the it's fuck? the worst thing I've ever seen. Or okay. close to the worst thing I've ever seen, but I just All don't right, think it's that's good. our new mission. We're gonna keep giving him like worse and worse movies to see. Okay. And we'll get him to we'll that match one. A, I don't think we'll he's match ever one of the it. worst movies we can possibly think of with Jennifer's body, and then we'll both get something out of it. Hell yeah. Um Let's talk about it. Follows <laughs> uh, Nick Doria. Um, I think the actors fit so well in this movie. I think everybody's roles like really good. Um, everybody seems to fit their role really well. Uh, What's her face leading the charge? Um, plays like a good kind of hometown pretty girl, uh, and then everything just kind of goes off the rails for her. Um, so I think that was she, that was a really great fit. I loved Paul in this movie, who tries to be the hero so many times. Horny little Paul, who's just trying to uh, trying to get with the sister so much and doing anything he can. Um, Is he the guy from uh, Atypical? Yeah, which was actually yeah, really yeah. hard for me to like separate out. But yeah, okay. he is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. He, he asked to sleep over. He's like, I really like spending time with you. Yeah. Um, he's a little cuck boy. He's like, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And then she just totally bangs out the guy in, in front of him, um, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, but she's well, like, dude, I don't him. want to do this. Right, not, not like, chose to watch him, it. But <laughs> she's like, hey, he dude, you don't want this. Right. You literally don't. This is not what you think it is. Fucking move on. Find another girl that's not going to pass a demon to you. Right. Give it to Greg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would give it like, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the brink of like a five or a six for this one. I think it, it all all fit really well. I think the acting the seemed pretty seamless for the most part. So, 
Yeah. And uh, Nick Tellier, any, anyone else of note? Man, I really like the, the first possessy. Um, he does a really good job, and when he comes back later, I think there's Jake a, Weaver, he's a good actor. A good job. I think the movie's just well written. It doesn't. There's not a whole lot of places for it to go wrong in the dialogue writing. Like it, it does. You know, it does hit this like kind of expositiony point when the first possessee comes back, and he's like, "Yeah, this is the deal." Man, I rented that house and did some crazy stuff in there to make sure that I could figure out when it shows up. Um, but it, it's just, um, it's just like solid all the way through. I don't think it's like anything super spectacular. No one's going to win anything for this. Their performances in this, but I think that it's just kind of really my kind of end sort of point with this movie is I just think it's like super super solid. I don't think there's a ton of bullet holes in it. Um, so I'll give it a five. It's a little above average. It's not like an amazing thing, though. Okay. And and Layla, um, yeah. What did, what did you think about the directing of this? I know you were a little underwhelmed by the movie in general, but yeah, it's hard. I don't know, want to even say underwhelmed because, like, I have very weird feelings just about it. Like, I, well, okay. <laughs> it's there are some things that like whelmed me a lot, um, and other things yeah. that didn't. So it's 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 kind of a weird feeling. I don't really know how to describe it, but. Yeah. Actoring is not, I wouldn't say it's one of the categories that I like feel like I want to go off about this movie necessarily. Mm. I think that everyone does exactly what they're supposed to do. I think the main girl absolutely portrays who she's supposed to be, just this like girl who's always been gorgeous and lived in this small town with her family and um all of all of that comes through. I think where I would knock it a little bit is that I just feel like Again, I kept feeling like I wanted the movie to have a little bit more of that, like, depth because of how awesome the other things were. I wanted some kind of, like, for sure, something to pull through from the characters that I didn't feel like was coming through from them. Like, I wanted there to be a little bit more from the main girl in the sense of the loss of adolescence and, and whatever that meant around her sexuality. Because obviously her sexuality, obviously we now know from what the director has said, the sexuality part didn't seem to really matter. But I do think unintentionally it became a bigger part of the conversation of the film because of her also just being this beauty in this small town and people recognizing that about her and always recognizing that about her as her like main trait. And I feel like maybe it's just coming from like the perspective of a woman watching it and seeing her as a woman and like bringing in the sexuality piece to it. But like, that's where my head kept going the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And I kept waiting for some more to come from that. And it didn't. And that would have been, I think, within the character writing. Um, and then I think, like, all the background characters were cute and fun. Like, I think they played their roles perfectly. I think the sister did. I think the other girl, who's just their friend, again, is still a little bit of a mystery to me. Because she just kept kind of throwing out these, like, deep quotes from the seashell she was reading from. And, like, oh, man. I just, like, didn't really necessarily understand her purpose at times. Um but I think overarchingly, they all, again, do such a good job at what they're doing. Um, I just think I wish they had written in a little bit more to make the characters, like, bring them all together a little bit. So I'm going to go with a 4.5. What was your okay. score, Other Nick? I give it a 5 or a 6. I would probably give it a 5. Uh, can, I, yeah. can I say something I, uh, before we move on? Because I don't think it goes go into it. another category, Yeah, of really. course. 
it's not that the sexually the STD STI metaphor is like an afterthought, and I think that I don't think it was an afterthought when he made written, wrote this movie and directed it because he did both, right? Concept yeah, films. Yeah. Con- yeah, uh, I don't know if he wrote it. Did he? Yeah, he yeah. definitely. He did. Okay, I don't know that it's an afterthought as much as it's the second thought he had like his mm-hmm. first thing was he had this recurring nightmare of a thing following yeah. him that was slowly moving which is cool that's what and he was works holding on to, and yeah. is creepy but then he added this in because of this kind of that this it just worked really well but there's this really interesting quote from a philosopher that's in this imdb trivia and it's real trippy and weird and i just wanted to to insert this here. Um, all such reading is a parable of AIDS or other STDs. It is not a metaphor. To put in a brutally simplified way, the lesson is that an abstract forma level, one plus one, is never simply two, since it always gives birth to an unwelcome supplement, so that we get one plus one plus A for sexuality, where the couple is never alone, but always accompanied by a spectral third element. Like there's this. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you right now that David Robert Mitchell is a lunatic person, and you'll know that if you watch Under the Silver Lake. But that is such a ridiculous thing to say. It's this like yeah, that's it. from a, so that's a quote from a philosopher, and it's something that he incorporated oh, into thought, the oh, movie okay. because it's yeah. this. It is true, particularly I think this kind of exploration of like teenage sexual exploration of this like yeah. what happens when we do this particularly as she does the first bit of the movie for the first right. time. Yeah. Is what, there's and always I, a third thing, whether it be a child or an STI. Something always comes with it, and that, even if it's emotional, for sure. And I, and I completely see that, and I think I was yearning for a little bit more of that. And I don't I – don't, I think in just the way I saw it, I didn't see that coming through. But I think once I've read things and like once I've like – kind of processed it it's coming to me in that way where i'm seeing overarchingly what was in there but i just feel like i think it would have worked better just for me if that was because it is so like it's smart like i want it to be exactly what you guys are talking about like it is a better psychological thriller horror film than what's coming out right like it's it's doing something bigger and i love that about it um, and I, and I had also read about how he said that he had this reoccurring dream of someone following him. And I love the psychology of that. That's creepy as fuck to me. Like this idea that it like slowly breaks you down. It's not like this onslaught that's attacking you yeah, at all you times, right? Yeah, you can escape like, it, but only for a little bit. Exactly. I love that. I think that whole concept's great, but it's interesting how there were these two kind of parallel things happening at the same time with this like sexuality piece. And then that fear as well. And I was trying to like bring them together, I think. And I couldn't really feel that when I was watching it, but anyways, for sure. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's move on. Now it's time to get spooky. Um, clap, 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 clap your hands. Come on now, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to talk about the, spectacularity of this but we're gonna make it fucking spooky y'all spooktacularity this is about the engagement level of the movie typically but since we are talking about two horror movies we're gonna talk about things like jump scares like did they just rely on jump scares to make it terrifying and to bring in 
um, engagement and also like were the jump scares, you know, earned or were they just like thrown in there? Um, or was it deeper horror or was it like excellently timed scares that didn't necessarily need a jump, but they, they got you. So let's talk about the engagement level of these, um, how they work as a horror movie. Um, let's, let's start with, uh, Nikki D he's, uh, for it. He, he loves scares. For It Follows. I don't think anything actually scares you because you watch a lot, but... I watch too many horror yeah. films, that's for sure. I watch horror movies as I'm going to sleep in bed on my phone all the time. Um, sure. Can't get enough. That's, um, weird. That's, a, that's, just, that's a sick behavior. You need to go to the... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you need to go see Having two older brothers, I was exposed to horror movies very early on and thrown into the mix, uh, and it's just dulled my senses in that way. Uh, but um, the before kind of jumping into this, I do really think people can have very different opinions on this because what over the years I've come to learn is you definitely have to put yourself in a really good environment to be watching a horror movie like this movie could the scares could have seemed so stupid if you're in a room full of people and everybody's giggling and be like oh this is so stupid this person approaching like i don't know you and i we were watching some movie drunk on my couch gabe (laughs) the night house the night house and i'm sure that movie had some decent scares in it (laughs) but we were too drunk you're spilling uh, white claws on my couch. I spilled an entire can of seltzer. Like on, I had my mouth open watching the movie, and I spilled an entire can before I realized I was spilling on myself. <laughs> it's almost impressive. So, it was. Yeah, it, it was. It was, was nice impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, but it, it, so like a movie like this, I've talked to people that watched It Falls. and like, I didn't find it scary at all. I loved it. I thought the scares in this one are so unique and different. That it was great. At first, you had no idea where the movie was going, but um, they're just super unique movie with all the scares of being super drawn out, which creates this overall feeling of anxiety constantly. You're always like eyeing the corner of the screen, being like, "Is are they coming from over there? Is that somebody just walking in the background?" So it's always this anxiety driven. Every scene is filled with some sort of anxiety, with your eyes looking around the screen. Um, the initial death scene is fantastic, um, with the, the legs snapped like that. It's super gruesome. The, the tall guy scare I thought is hands oh, down the, the best scene. scare yeah. in yeah. the entire movie. You're just like, okay, this girl calmly opens the door. You're like, somebody's got to be behind the door. You're like, okay, nobody's there. And then just random six foot 20 guy yeah. coming <laughs> through the door right behind Yeah, that would her. be over seven feet. <laughs> Once you hit 12, you go to the Just next foot. Stops but, Porzingis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's Boban coming through the door. Yeah. Um, so I, I really thought there were some, some great scares in the entire environment that they build just brings a whole lot of anxiety. And then upon rewatch, you know, it keeps you engaged because you're like, I'm trying to find this person or this being throughout the entire movie even more, just trying to find yeah. it scene over scene. So I thought, um, yeah, I thought spooktacularity there. I wasn't, you know, there weren't any moments where I was, you know, peeing my pants scared. Uh, but I think the overall difference of the types of scares that provided, I, I gave it a six. I, I really liked it. Um, Layla, 
did anything so was this your first time seeing this mm-hmm. okay and did anything like was it creepy was it like hard did you have to like kind of duck while you're watching the movie at any time um, I, pr- I definitely probably ducked a couple of times, especially in the beginning when you were still learning, like, how it was going to scare you. Um, yeah. Like, the whole, that first scene where she's, uh, where Paul stays and he's going to protect her or whatever, and they're talking on the couch. Like, that whole sequence where it comes into the yeah. house, like, that shit scared the crap out of me. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was, like, I, I mean, in general, I prefer, like, I love this type of horror. Like, it's it's, like such a slow burn and I love that about it like it really is in the same vein of what he's fearful of that kind of slow it's coming for you thing and it's never it's not going away and it's going to continue to come for you like that deep-rooted anxiety is I think such a great trope in horror that they don't use enough so I, I love that about the movie and I think um the idea of it is actually something I had never really thought about but now scares the crap out of me so again really cool idea to to bring to horror um yeah i think i will say that like i think there was a point in the movie where i stopped being like scared scared like jump scared like like the first half i was genuinely like totally oh god what's gonna happen in this scene um but then again that kind of like ragtag like group setting situation kicked in and like after the Mm -hmm. scene on the beach where it just fucking smacked Paul aside um there was kind of just in like a a little bit more of a funness to it after that point that I like didn't necessarily feel super afraid like even the whole pool scene where it's just throwing electronics at her in the pool um it was just it was different right like again it was the kind of that same anxiety like to your point Nick where like you were still curious where it would pop up and you were constantly looking for it like that was still there throughout the entire movie so it was still very engaging in that way but um I think the tone shifted about halfway through the movie. So I'll give it, I'm going to give it a five. And, and Nick T, um, when you were watching, I, you just said, you know, you just nodded and said, uh, uh, when Layla was saying, uh, was talking about the change, uh, in the tone and whether you were scared, like, I'm curious for you, once you know that this thing is actually like a supernatural being that is in, like, is actually there and they can like hit it, <laughs> like, did that change it at all for you? Um, yeah, I think it does. Um, okay. I think it adds an element, like, like, that's, I think, what a, like, that's, I think, where this movie really excels is it builds on itself without being expositional or explaining to you what it's doing. It just shows you that it's, gonna grab her hair and lift it up and everyone around her is gonna see that it's doing that and be like oh i think that's the thing (laughs) uh that's it uh and it's got like real tangible um like presence there uh and, and that's like there's the kind of like this like kind of gradual mythos building that it does as well like you think back to that initial scene where the girl's just sort of like running around and looking at something and then runs in a circle and like leads and then later you're like oh she was like leading it away and then she goes back and gets in the car because she can outrun it better in the car Mm -hmm. and then you're like was she the one that gave the first guy it or did he give it to her and then it found her and killed her so then he's like oh man i'm back to being its target i guess i gotta go Gotta go fuck another girl. I gotta go find a girl. 
um, and then show her what it's what's up so that she knows to stay away so like that it doesn't come back to me. Like he learns that that's how he keeps it from coming back to him is he teaches the next person what to do to move it on and keep yeah, perpetuating this cycle so that, <laughs> so that he's left. And then that's more of like a metaphor for maybe that's maybe it's a metaphor for peer pressure, sexual peer pressure for teens. I don't know, but that's what it that's what he's doing. And why he does that to, to her and he shows her what it is. I the movie for me, like that's where where its value is, is the those are my favorite type of, of movies where you think about them later and you discover more things about them, whether you're coming up with something the director didn't intend or hmm. you are coming up with something the director did intend to do and is creative and unique. I think that's where this movie um, excels. Its scares aren't like super visceral or bloody or gory they're not even really like there's a couple jump scares i think both of you talked about them though it's the the well there's a, a, there's a third one i guess maybe there maybe there's more but there's the giant guy the girl in the kitchen who breaks in who's like missing teeth yeah. and looks all messed up and then Dude, there's she the was gnarly there's the like kicked in door with a little kid version of oh, it yeah, that was, yeah. That's, me up, that's a scary one <laughs> and then there's the guy having to see his like mom's titties before he dies. oh yeah For and then sure. it like jumps on him that was like creep that was like a scary scene it was. in the way that they set that up it was, yeah yes. it was very creepy very very, very creepy how it's set up and, I, and he's just like mom what the fuck <laughs> yeah. but she's like she's like don't open your door dude and she told them all about it before it happened and then he's just like yeah mommy what's up yeah i i don't know i mom, i what the fuck <laughs> I totally give this movie a. I, I border on giving it more personally than a six, even. Uh, but that's just like for me. Like I really enjoy watching this movie. I will rewatch it a bunch of times. I find it really rewatchable too. Um, and it's it's very it's a very engaging movie for me. I don't really think it lulls too much, and when it does, it just sort of changes. Um, and then you still have more to think about and. And even at the end of the movie, I find myself thinking more, like, even about it in the last couple of days after watching it. That last scene where they're walking together, they've, don't, haven't they decided that this is just them now? Like, they're going to always run yeah. from this together? But it's begrudging. Like, the it, the, the third entity from this weird philosopher's weird quote that barely makes sense, follows them forever and they're stuck with it. And they've just like relegated themselves to this not so great version. Is this of their actually future. just a PSA for abstinence? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sex I don't know. Good, yo. Did he intend it <laughs> that way? Are we just making that up now? Like, I don't know. And that's why the movie appeals to me so much. So I give it don't a six fucking not at point me, five. No. So I disagree with other Nick at least one time. Okay, you went you went with a five point five or six point five. He went six point five. Six point five. <laughs> wow. Holy shit! All right. Nick Tellier, let's talk about whether you were scared to death Man. watching Smile. It's definitely got jump scares, but that's what its thing is, right? It's like that, like, we're going to release this in October and, and spam everybody with how scary it's going to be. And then word of mouth, get a bunch of people to watch it, which worked totally on their credit, worked. Or avoid it. Like I did. Yeah, and it, it's... <laughs> I avoided it, but it made a lot of money. It made a we'll lot of money in it. Yeah. A lot. Um... It's too long, 100%, first off. Way too long. Way too long for what it is. Um, it should have been like two minutes. <laughs> could have been. Could have been a short. Yeah. 
and I don't um, I, I don't think it needed to be that long. I think the third act is a stinker for sure. Um, and it's so exposition-y when it's not trying to jump scare you. Um, and in that, there's no like good performance or character you really uh, is endearing to anybody. At least I hope not. And if you're in, you, you know, if you're endeared by A Train, then you got something wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> so I give it like a like a hard two in this category because okay. even the jump scares aren't that scary because they're just like if you've seen horror movies you know that what it, we know when a jump scare is coming yeah it's it's i I'll, I'll bring up some notes later but nick doria um like did it get you at all like did you when you were watching it in the at the beginning did you want to see it through to find out what was happening like regardless of if we were doing this podcast question. episode I probably well the first time I watched it I was probably watching it at like 2 2 a.m. Um, and fell asleep in the third act. So on your phone sure in your bed, <laughs> on my phone, on my couch with my it's a recipe for disaster, wife. dude. If I watched so, a, a uh, movie on a phone in my bed, I'd be asleep in thirty seconds flat. It's like a you just wake up in the middle of the night to just like pure scream. To <laughs> <laughs> the, the very end, the bleakest the very end ever. <laughs> Those are the weekends the girlfriend are out of town because she can't even stand me being in the other room watching a scary movie and her being in bed knowing oh I'm watching a there's scary the reason <laughs> okay. yeah it, um, it passes on so i am a sucker for a good five minute like crazy intro and then the title uh to drop down i think Eve, the remake of evil dead uh does a really good oh, one of that um the first scene for that movie is crazy. I think Barbarian did it too. Um, takes a while for that intro credit to drop down. Isn't it? Sure. Yo, Barbarians is like 30 minutes. Yeah, Dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's long. It's a good, it's a good scene. Though. It's, it's a long. But the whole first like 30 minutes are like you are on the edge of your seat. Like what the fuck could possibly yeah, so happen? Good. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, there definitely were a few a few good scares. When she's listening to the audio of the girl oh, like yeah. killing herself and the vision of her mom, whatever, pops in her ear and says, Rose. And that was super creepy. I definitely think there's too many cheap jump scares every like cut scene uh seemed to have like some sort of la- like any movie you can just quiet it down and then suddenly crank it to 11 and then everybody jumps because of that like that's just cheap cheap jump scares in there i really wish because of the marketing they did on this movie they had to put as much of the movie as possible to get people to go see it. I know you're talking And they about. ruined the windows. The, Why the, the fuck would they ruin the scene with the car? That's the most batshit insane yeah. moment in the movie outside of the very end. Totally. Would have been the best mm. scare oh, yeah. in the entire movie with when her sister, sister just like goes around. Yeah, her head drops down. Yeah. Like that was, would have been hands down the best scare, but they ruin it in the trailer, which is also a big thing. I think with movies, you have to go into them with zero expectations. I try not to watch any trailers now, yeah. scary movies, because they, they get ruined. Um, so going to movies like It Follows, I think Barbarian's another good one. Going into it with no expectation. Cabin in the Woods is another great one. Don't watch anything for it or listen to anything for it uh, or about it. But 
overall, um, I it's tough. I'm like on a three or a four, surprisingly, because there definitely were some some good ones in there. I didn't hate also the monster reveal. Like I know I've seen movies with so much worse monster reveals, and the mom I thought was creepy enough. Obviously, in the peel back of the face with like the multiple smiles or whatever, I thought like the the effects and CGI they did with that wasn't wasn't bad. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I I don't know I'm I'm again probably in between like a three a three or a four because there definitely were some some decent scares in there, but overall I think it relied too much just on cheap jump scares. Layla, I'm curious when you were watching this movie. <laughs> So they do this one thing like three times in it where it's like she's talking to someone or something and then she slowly realizes that it's not like she's not actually talking to those people and then it shifts back and then like she she knows like the first one is she answers the phone and then mm-hmm. there's the one with the psychiatrist and then there's the one the where she's like is solid. where she's cop. going yeah. to well the cop but then also she go she imagines herself going into the hospital and stabbing Carl um did those like work on you were you engaged when those were happening like were you actually fooled by that i i knew the the stabbing in the hospital i knew was a pump fake like i knew that for sure I didn't. The phone was great. Well, the first one phone was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely shocked by that. Um, I was also shocked by the psychiatrist being at the house um, and actually being like a warning <laughs> from the creepy thing. Um, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, I had told Nick and Gabe before I had like avoided this movie because that that face actually really scares the living shit out of me like that kind of a yeah. smile is like nick i'm gonna kill you right now fucking stop it <laughs> i i i don't i'm like not looking at you. <laughs> it freaks me out so much um it's i don't For do the well listeners at home we were smiling yeah. um, if you and i have guess. like really shiny guess. teeth in the the camera because they're <laughs> they got the invisible um okay yeah i don't do well with that so i was very i was very very hesitant to watch this movie obviously like you know gabe had said it's super it's silly and stupid it's not actually gonna scare you that way it still did like anytime i saw the face i had to kind of like you know cover half my face with my hand kind of a thing um as far as just like scares in general i i am very jumpy person um Someone I could know someone's in the apartment. I I know that JJ's in the apartment with me at like at like all times, but I'll like actually scream sometimes when he shows up into a room because I just I'm very jumpy. Um, so these types of movies get me every time, even if it's the stupidest thing on the entire planet. Um, I punched myself in the face while watching this movie because I was like covering my face, and then like something <laughs> oh happened, God. and then I punched myself in the face. Um, so Lord. I feel like that's a testament to how much of the jump scares work. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go with, I mean, I don't think any of them are like super great or super original. I think the sister one, absolutely. I didn't see it in the trailer. So that abs- absolutely got me. That oh, freaked nice. me the fuck out when her head came down. Um, I don't think the monster in this is great. I like, I don't know what I was expecting. I think I wish they had not made it a monster. Like, I just, I wish the... I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you that. 
I, I just wish the like idea of it entering you or whatever was really just a curse. Like it wasn't like a physical monster, like opening yeah. your mouth and entering your body. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of like diminished the scariness of it a little bit to me for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's just because the monster itself looked. Did you watch like it before the, the or mo- after it follows? After. I think, the, that's, um, I think that's part of it. The multiple mouths thing. I just, all of a sudden, I was just like, it has a lot of mouths. And it just, like, it stopped <laughs> being scary all of a sudden. Duty. It has so many mouths. It has many mouths. Um, but, yeah. And then, obviously, to your point, Nick, it, like, it's very long. And the, like, pump fake at the end where you think she's overcome her trauma and she's figured herself out <laughs> and she drives herself back to the detective's house and she like gives this whole speech for literally no reason because she hasn't overcome any trauma. I was like, JK, and the movie's bleak as yeah, hell. I, actually, I thought the movie was going in that direction where it was like, actually none of this was like real. We're like, this is serious trauma and I finally yeah. confronted it. And I was like, oh, you could have made a movie like that for sure. But I know that this isn't the ending because it's fucking absurd. And yeah. then it goes back and she's in the house and yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know it's what not. I wanted the ending to be like, but n- not, neither of them ended the up working day. for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just really long. So, um, I'm going to go with a, a three just cause again, I did punch myself in the face. So Nick I think it's scary enough. Any like extra thoughts here in terms of, uh, spooktacular i do think the ending when it is just so (laughs) bleak it's like almost funny to me oh yeah (laughs) it's like it's just like it's still happening dog oopsies like (laughs) we're still gonna it's now it's his thing now sorry still going on yeah part two we didn't resolve any trauma smile two same thing again baby one minute 50 or one hour 52 minutes of the same thing this movie's just like Super anti, it's very anticlimactic. Getting treatment for <laughs> mental yeah, health. It's, just... it's like if you get treated, you could have that's this it, like that's that crazy psychiatrist <laughs> or therapist. <laughs> and then also, don't even try to confront your trauma because it'll. You're just gonna pass it on to the cop you used to sleep with, anyway. Yeah. So. Are we just watching like right wing propaganda in both of these <laughs> yeah, movies? For like, sure, what's going dude. on? <laughs> let's defund. <laughs> let's defund all <laughs> mental health programs. It's so funny how they're trying Paramount. to Defund the cops smiling. are trying to gaslight her <laughs> yeah, when they're yeah. having a conversation. Like, clearly, you know, she must have been cuckoo. Like, she's out. She's out of her noggin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, talking to a health, mental health professional. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, she's gonna respond well. To Julie you and I were that. cracking up at that <laughs> scene. I, is that the scene you were talking about, Gabe? That's like really poorly acted that you had to turn the movie off the first time. I just no, I didn't even get that far. I think like every scene. It was the scene where she's like eating dinner with her sister and brother-in-law oh, okay. and her husband. Oh Pretty yeah, bad scene. Uh, not, fiance. not a great scene. They are like everyone <laughs> not is so best. bad at acting. I was like, this isn't how people talk. Anyways, Nick, do you have any final thoughts before we move on to? Another no, movie? no, that was it. Are we gonna do eye candy next? Yeah, let's talk about eye I'll candy. Go. Let's be quick with this. Let's yeah. Uh, any I'll, visual elements you like? I'm gonna talk about that silly goose, super smiley monster. Um, okay. first of all, not a fan. Don't like how it looks. Second of all, don't like how it climbs in the mouth. hundred percent what Layla said before. Third of all, what's its deal? What does it want to do? Why does it take a few days? Why not just do it right away? The next time she's around another person, is it a silly goose? 
and it just like wants to like mess with her for a while. I think it, and it's it, like, it's I got my film. I'm gonna make it. it. I'm gonna make her die. And also, if she kills somebody, what is the deal with it? This has nothing to do with eye candy. The, the monster's silly looking. The movie's really plasticky and like basic. It's not a good score. Yeah, basic. What is? Why does she find out that she can kill someone? That's the question. Why does she find out that she can kill someone and pass it along and then she just dreams about it once and she's like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. And how would that work? Would it like be like, oh man, she killed that guy. I guess I got to climb it in someone else's mouth. All I know is that's such a good point that you could have brought up in another category. Hey, 100%, but I just remembered it. <laughs> I just remembered it. I, I thought about it before yeah, no, and I, I can't. Fair. It's fair, but we're done. Yeah, um, I'm going to give it like a two. I don't like how it okay. looks. She does look like Very crap the whole movie and gets worse. So like maybe the makeup is okay. Was the makeup okay for you, Nick Doria? Uh, I mean, she did definitely look like crap for their for, <laughs> for their long. I, I I didn't hate the entity. Like I it thought, gaunt. maybe bef- before it ripped off its face and showed all those many many smiles. Um, the just like the mom as a creepy face, I thought was was really good uh, or decent. Um, there are some cool shots though, like the the they. Probably overdid it a few times, but the bird's eye view of like tracking the cars, um, mm. like the ambulances was going into the hospital, um, and like this the like transition. I think I don't I don't know somebody. There's a specific name for it, but like when you twist the camera um, again, probably think like that's an inversion. The, yeah, essentially like oh, an I inversion. Like, did that? <laughs> um, I, like they pro- again overdone a little bit. Um, but there are some cool shots that I thought were, were pretty decent, but that not enough to really bring this movie up too much. Um, so I probably give it, I probably give it like a, a, a two. Okay. Two out of seven. Yeah. Um, Layla, I, I, I thought one of the Knicks would talk about it, but talk to me about that CGI dead cat. (laughs) (laughs) Was it CGI? Dude, it doesn't look like a real thing in his hands. <laughs> the way it like watch that scene again. It was just a stuffed yeah, animal. Just, yeah, but the way it looks, yeah, it's, it's like it, it looks, looks like digital, animal. and it's just like the red dot on it is so digital. Um, when did she kill it? With what? And in what room? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a podcast. The These are the important Ooh, ladies questions. and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, Layla, actually yeah, talk to me sure. about <laughs> eye candy because you, you know, you're yeah. a stickler on that too. Can yeah, stick. it's pretty bad. Billiards room. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I speaking of these inverted upside down shots. Why? Why? There were like three of them, four of them. They're meant I'm not to. They're meant. I, if you uh, the perspective, if you want a good, a decent smile, read the trivia on IMDb for smile because there's every once in a while there's one that's just like sometimes they turn the camera upside down because smiles are like a frown upside down Cause or her something life like got that. Flip turn upside down. <laughs> that's why. Apparently, love that explanation. <laughs> really, just brought it home for me. Now, now I. Now I understand why that was thrown in. Um, yeah, it's all it's all so basic. Like it's so so basic. Like there were, 
you know, every jump scare, the way that it was filmed is like every typical horror movie, like the setups in the beginning where she's opening up the fridge and all of a sudden it zooms in so you can't see past the fridge. So if she closes the fridge, maybe something's going to be standing there. Like it's just such basic horror film filming. And then on top of that, there's bad horror film filming. Like, you know, every time she was doing something at the beginning, like when she was scooping out the cat food, it was like a zoomed in shot on the cat food. Like, I don't, there were just so, there was so little purpose behind like every shot in this movie. Well, the um, point is one time that cat's going to miss a meal. And guess what? It's dead as fucking and wrapped up real nice. Like really holding on to the cat. Yeah. I, it's not, it's just not good. Um, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think anything that was done visually had really a purpose. And, it wasn't original as far as visual and horror at all. So I'm going to go with a 1.5. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> damn, dude. 1.5. Um, Layla, did tonight. you find It Follows to Jeez. be visually appealing and creative in terms of its uh, camera work and, and production design and shit like that? Yeah, that's my like this that. is this is my favorite category for this movie. Um okay. I think this is an absolutely stunning movie. I think it was so intentional. I think so much of my anxiety came from the way that they shot the movie and the intentionality behind how they shot it and I mean, I just kept saying out loud while I was watching it like that's a beautiful shot. That it's an insane shot. I love that shot. Like it just it was such a big part of my experience when I was watching it. Um and like, I think that, like, the, one of my favorite shots was at the beginning when he is, like, he's just, like, drugged her. And it's, like, a it's a far-off shot of the car. And it's just, like, all this mm. blackness behind them. It's just such a beautiful shot. And it adds so much of, like, this ominous feeling to what's happening. Um, it's, yeah, it's incredibly intentional. Um, very beautiful. I think there's a lot of tone to it in its darkness as well. Um and then, of course, like these panned out shots because of that anxiety inducing component where you need to not know what direction this thing is going to be coming from is plays such a big role in that anxiety piece. So, again, I just think it's it's this is like what I love about the way horror has like shifted in the sense that like we're using these other components of filmmaking to really elevate horror and, and bringing out these pieces of horror that are so great. Um, so I'm going to give it a six. Cool, cool. And uh, Nick Tellier, um, what about what about its visuals struck you nicely? <laughs> what? What? Everything Layla said, I, um, I couldn't have said it any better. It's the the best part of the movie. Um, it conveys so much intentionally by the way that it frames shots and focuses on on these like background people that are walking, but probably aren't the thing. There's a whole sequence where it is clearly in the back. It's when they're at the school, Mm -hmm. when she goes back to college for a bit, Mm -hmm. it's there and you know, it is. And it's in every single shot with, with, and it's with perfect intentionality. Um, And the design like quote unquote of the creature where it is just a different person. And sometimes it's just a normal person. And sometimes it's a giant, sometimes it's Boban Marjanovich. And sometimes it's a (laughs) tiny, scary little boy with black eyes. And it is just a naked older man on a roof. Just, just chilling on a roof. I think it's really, just really cool. And and it, it, it's just, 
it's just really cool the way they do this. Um, I also give it a. I mean, honestly, for what it is, why not give it a seven? Why not? Yeah, Nick te- or Nick Doria. Yeah, is it a seven for you? I haven't. I put it at a six five, but honestly. Nick's last point there it's like why not give it a seven for what it is like I think it really is like for for what it is it all fits so well I mean they he does such a good job at really making the whole thing so depressing and adding like a hopelessness to the entire thing I don't know what's up with the city of Detroit because they're just getting shit on because they're like stuff like this can only happen in a shitty city like detroit yeah, it's like, like this in definitely some nice yeah. parts of detroit but yeah like stuff like this can you know only what happen sucks in detroit, worse than this I monster guess. detroit <laughs> it's just a sanctuary of awful yeah um but that and in this I, I guess technically not eye candy but we haven't really talked about it um the score yeah. for this movie is so incredible such it's a fucking so Nick Tellier thing point. to do right now. <laughs> exactly what I just thought. It's so on point. I mean, I yeah. think it was a guy who did like a, a video game, and the director oh. really liked it. And he immediately asked him, and he was like, "Hey, would you do the score for this movie?" He's like, "I've never done. I don't think he'd ever done one before." And I think he hit the nail right on the head. So for that, I think yeah, I, I would give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I um. I I think that this movie really gets across ideas and uh like scares and like the haunting feeling of of what it's trying to portray without saying that much. Like yeah, there's an explanation of what's going on in a lot of scenes, but there's a scene like and I'm just going to use this as a like a lead into our last category legacy and like how this how you think about these movies over time. And I always think about the scene where she finds a way she, she thinks she finds a way to get rid of it by like swimming out to that boat so she can bone all those dudes. And like, hopefully they get this thing away from here. And like, I'm putting that in a crass way, but it's like an extremely sad no. scene. See, it's funny because I was cracking. Me and Hannah were cracking up because she was like, "Yeah, become a yacht bitch. Like that's the perfect yeah. fucking solution she just to this up situation." Went to a and it doesn't work. It finds like, him right. awesome. Like no, no, because they're stupid men and they got they like fucking let the thing in immediately, so it just came back to get her. Um, but I think all of that, including the fact that it comes and finds her right afterwards is all delivered to us visually. And we don't need to, like... You don't need an explanation. You get... You've already understood the gist of the movie. That's, like, your you favorite understand thing. what's hitting her. <laughs> and it's just, like, show, not tell. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. So um, I'm there with you guys. Anyways, that's the lasting thought that I had about these movies. But Nick Doria, what's the legacy of It Follows? Yeah, I mean, I think... Absolutely needed to be made. It's totally different. You look at like a lot of <clears throat> horror movie lists, and it's surprisingly on a lot of those lists of like yeah. top fifty horror movies ever made. Obviously, people you know point to the classes and stuff like that. But a movie like this that f- totally flew under the radar, um, you know, not a massive marketing budget or anything like that, um, still gets a lot of recognition. Um, I will say. 
probably the fifth time I watched it, just rewatching it for this. Not as good on mm. probably the fifth rewatch, <laughs> just because. Once you get to five. <laughs> once you get to once you yeah. hit five, I mean, yeah, you do start to poke a lot of holes in it. Obviously, again, I like to lean in the fact that you know it's just kind of like a dream style, like nothing really makes sense. You're just fighting through this as quickly as possible, not really thinking about it. And it's a bunch of kids. Um, but, uh, you, you definitely start to poke a lot of holes and it's fun going on Reddit and listening to people like, how would you beat this thing if you could? And people got some weird ass ways of doing it. (laughs) Um, so I think that's like kind of ruins the legacy a little bit, but honestly, uh, just because of, for, for what it is again, uh, using Nick T's, uh, line there, I I would probably give it, uh, probably give it a, a six. Interesting. Pretty okay. high. Pretty yeah, high. Yeah. But I would five or five I had it at a five point five, but I'll round it out to being a six. Layla, so you this is your first time seeing it, but do you think that this movie has a legacy? This came out in two thousand fourteen, so is it something that you had been thinking about watching for a while? Do you think it's got a lot of word on the streets? I had heard of it, so I mean, I think it's not my my not having watched it prior to now was not because I hadn't heard of it before. Um, mm. It just hadn't happened, I guess. Um, I think what's interesting for me at this point is like I, so you know, critics loved this movie pretty pretty much. Um, its audience score isn't super high across the board. That's you know, why I'm like frowning right now. That's confusing to me. Yeah, but I'm not shocked by that. Like, I do think that, like, there is a a larger contingent of people that prefer the jump scare horror over those that, you know, might have that slower feel to it, that might have that kind of more visual component or whatever. Um, I think we always talk about legacy in the sense of, like, for me, this movie is much more about the impact it'll have on horror and film and the genre itself. So I think it it holds a very high legacy in that sense, for sure. Um, and I think personally, I'm just really excited to see where I come out in a couple of watches, right? Because this is my first watch and, you know, even these conversations we've had tonight have like made it that much more engaging for me. So I'm, I'm excited for another rewatch at some point. Um, and I think that there is a lot to be talked about within this movie. So I think it's one of those movies that brings conversation to the table, which is really nice. Um, in this, in the vein of what Nick was saying, like movies that do that, where you start thinking about things later, or you start having ideas about it later, and want to rewatch it because you're like, I want to see if that plays into what the movie was trying to do, is really mm-hmm. fun. Um, so I think that that gives itself a little bit of that rewatchability. Um, but in general, I have to just be fair to the fact that like I don't know a lot of people that have seen this movie, and I don't think it was super well watched at the time, let alone now. I would like to hope that maybe someday it's going to have a resurgence if it ends up on a good platform somewhere. Um, so I'm going to go with a five for now. Okay. Five out of seven. And uh, Nick Tellier, why don't you talk about um, this and Smile in terms of legacy? Yeah, I um, I don't know. It's tough looking at its audience score to give it higher than a five um but it does like it's just not yeah uh, but i i do understand why i think of blake gabe like would blake like mm-hmm. this movie the, and no he always focuses <laughs> on the end person. and yeah. would he like <laughs> yeah. the end of this probably no yeah exactly like it has this but <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna sound mean now but it's not blake's blake's a smart guy 
Um, it makes you sorry, Blake. Uh, I don't know what's happening. It makes right you now, like. It makes you think. Blake from the worst episode. And if you, <laughs> and then if you like, um, it makes it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it. It's. It is more um, cerebral than it would appear to be uh, on its on its face, um, which again makes Blake makes me Zane sound like I'm insulting my friend Blake, but I'm not. Um, but. I think he needs things to be more like took obvious. A turn. <laughs> yeah, it's, in the end, <laughs> it's got more like gears and nuance than I think people are comfortable with, and um, I think that I don't think everyone goes to this genre for that, right? And it like, does. I, I don't think on its face, like I don't know how it was advertised, but I think kind of on its face, it does like a, kind of appear. And even if you were just to describe what it's about, wouldn't sound like a very cerebral movie, but it but it is. Um, and I think that kind of hurts it. But that being said, it pro- I mean, I don't know. I didn't look up how much it was made. Did you, Gabe? No, but I mean, it, it's, it's not. It's got more than its budget. Like, budget it's a really, really high. small. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really small movie. Yeah. Budget um, was 1.3 made... million. Yeah. I think you could always look at, like, how, like, where the people go from it. Like, Micah Monroe has become, like, a pretty. She's not in all the biggest movies, but she's become like a, a star to get. And I think each of the people in the movie have moved on to things. Um, and David Robert Mitchell is definitely like, he's a provocateur, but he has like really, he's kind of one of those directors you want to watch. And I, and that comes out of this and it's definitely a cult. It made 22 million, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Off of 1.7 million. Like, it, it probably wasn't open to much, and I think it became one of those, like, streaming... It was intended to be uh, streaming and theatrical release. as its release, and yeah. because of its okay. how well it, it played with audiences and test screenings, they just said, no, let's do theatrical only because we can make that big money. So I'm going to give it a 5.5 and split the difference between you two. Okay. Um, Smile, I got to give a 5 to. Uh, critics didn't hate it, and audience didn't hate it, and it made a bunch of money... And I think if you say it, I made a lot of money, so much money, a lot, so, so much money. And I think if you like say this, like what this movie is to a group of people, you're going to get a good chunk of them. That's like, oh, yeah, that was a movie to a a woman as she's passing by you on the street. (laughs) What? If you just said the movie title. Smile? Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Nice. Full circle. <laughs> Very good. So you're more into a movie like Smile that's really obvious on the face and not something cerebral like It Follows. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Uh, yeah, sorry, keep going. <laughs> I, I, I think it's remarkable that its audience score is like 11 percentage points higher than It Follows. I don't get it, but people didn't hate it um and again it's just such a different experience right it's a very different experience and and really like we gave it really poor scores but it's sort of just a mediocre movie as as opposed to like a really really bad one um but yeah it uh you know it's just the marketing thing really worked i think so five okay um layla before we we let our guest uh, finish this off. Yeah, I'll say it really quick. I'm going to give it a five simply because of its marketing. That you could not okay. avoid this movie during its marketing campaign. So <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nick, uh, uh, 
I give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's just the same formula over and over again. I don't think anybody's going to really remember it. If you do watch it, yeah, sure, absolutely. There's definitely some scares that are good in there. So it's, it, it you know, actually, shockingly, I liked it the second time. Uh, I watched it more than I did the first time. So um, I think that maybe says something or I was just too tired watching it the first time at 2 a.m. 2 sure. um, but yeah, I liked it more on rewatch, but same old formula. So I gave it uh, gave it a three. Yeah, I always think with legacy with horror movies is like, how do you how does it become part of the conversation afterwards? Like something like Hereditary probably didn't make a lot. And, you know, its audience score is significantly less than the critic score. But it is such a, an important horror movie in the history of horror movies, strictly because of how much conversation you can have about it afterwards. Um, and I just, like, smile for sure, a fun hang at the movies. But it's like, if you went and saw that with a bunch of friends. But I don't know what its message is. And we talked about that with originality. But I don't know what this movie is supposed to tell me about trauma. I, I don't think it told me anything good about it and I kind of I like cynical takes but it was more like oh you just you put in a commercial vehicle to get a bunch of like young people to watch this for the thrills and inserted ideas like familial trauma um and and then basically tell them that it's hopeless in the end like I get it for a horror movie but like I I got to think about like how a movie like this that ends up making $217 million is like a, that's, that's a fucked up thing to think about that. They like put that into their minds. I don't know if anyone thinks about it though. They (laughs) jumped on like a bandwagon, which is really annoying. Like, I think Mm -hmm. they literally were like, okay, millennials and Gen Z are on TikTok, and TikToks are constantly talking about trauma these days. Like everyone's talking about like trauma and their like mental health. So like, let's jump on this because that's like the next big thing that we could like make into a big deal. And that's let's jump on and not make a statement. And not and make instead, it good. <laughs> the very end make you make you realize, oh, it's actually not worth fighting trauma because yeah. you'll just you're kill just gonna yeah, it's in not front of another you're just gonna it's pass gonna it along well. to your ex boyfriend the cop <laughs> right, anyways. Nick, I I'm so curious which movie won this, but oh yeah, it's uh it's it follows by a almost fifty, uh eighty four point five to thirty eight. Oh my god! Out of uh, okay, one oh five. Yeah, out of 105. All right. Well, it follows. You did quite well on this very important podcast. Um, while we have you, Nick Doria, yeah, you got any Rex. recommendations? Give us some Rex. Um, what are you watching at 2 a.m. in your bed on your phone? That's a great question. <laughs> if you are a a gore porn type person, the uh, crazy, bloody... Porn, but, uh, uh, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's a horror term. Okay. Um, <laughs> Please. Eden Lake with uh, <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Uh, that's that's a, a pretty decent one. Whole lot of gore in that one um, is. I, I definitely enjoyed that one. Um, Trying to think, there's there's another good one. Uh, it'll come to me. Oh, there it is. Oh, the oh, well, uh, Apostle. That one. Uh, I, 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 thought, I thought it was decent. I yeah, liked it. I, I like that it. director a lot. I um, thought it, I liked it. 
We watched that, Nick. I think you and I watched The Apostle. Yeah. Me, you, and, and Julie. There just haven't been a lot of great horror movies lately. I think I've just been waiting for another Hereditary. I to will come say along we and... wanted to do this podcast initially with Talk to Me, but it is like a oh. smaller movie. And yeah. even though a lot of people are going to see it, it's a smaller movie. So we didn't think it was appropriate. But I, mm-hmm. I highly recommend that movie. I think it's. Um, I don't think it works for everyone, but I think there's a lot of really cool intention with it, and it's like artistically a fantastic. Yeah, movie. it's, it's a lot like it follows. Right, it's very that, much like it follows, way. but like I, I, I go see these movies in theaters. They're yeah, just a for million sure. times better yeah, in theaters. 100%. It's so much more fun watching them with other people, but also being a unfamiliar environment makes them that much scarier. Um, so definitely, definitely go see him in theaters. I would also, there's another, I have a recommendation for one with Mike and Monroe that is, it's not as much of a horror, but it has that anxiety, that slow anxiety, um, of something watching you and it's called Watcher. Um, she Dude, did it a couple Watcher. years ago as a smaller movie. Um, it's not. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but I definitely thought about it a lot afterwards, and I think that it's incredibly well made. Like, there's a lot of, like, it's very meticulous, and I, and I like movies that do that. Um, so I'd recommend that one. That's a good, like, horror thriller. Um, any, anything else from you, Bozos? I, I mean, I kind of already gave mine in the, in the pod. Um, if you're looking for a movie that actually depicts mental health in an incredibly well thought out way in horror, it's the Babadook. Like it's, it's, it's an incredible, oh, I still haven't seen it. Incredible, incredible horror yeah, movie that depicts depression one. in a dope way. So <laughs> watch that. Yeah. Depression's dope y'all. <laughs> no notes in that. Okay. Nothing for you. Nick. No, you guys both said them. All right, well, let's get the fuck out of here. Nick, Doria, thank you so much for coming back on. This will be your podcast one day. We will uh, pass that on to you like an STD or a demon. Um, You can follow us on Instagram. uh, Look up Facing Off Pod. You could also follow us on Threads. Look up Facing Off Pod there. Are people using Threads anymore? What happened? Uh, It was sick for a moment. Um, Then turned to X. Yeah, yeah. We, we really man. like X on this podcast. Uh, and uh, you could also send us an email, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com, uh, if you got any horror ideas. Um, yeah, October's coming, so please let us know. Yeah, spooky season, spooky season coming up, yo. Uh, Nick Tellier, you got to send off. Uh, yeah, it's not a quote, but there is a bit in No, it. I don't need an explanation. No, it's awesome, though. But there's a bit in It Follows where... Someone goes, I have an idea. And then someone goes, what? And then she farts and goes, it got away. That's a good bit. That's funny. That's, That's a, a good, good bit. bit. And shell phones are fucking sick, sick. And we should make those again. <laughs> okay. Bye.